Today's episode of Get Over Divorce is brought to you by GetOverDivorce.org. Hey, are you dealing with pain that is so unbearable that you just can't shake it? You look here and there and you feel awful. Well, I have a tool that can help you on your journey to health. After you listen to this program, go over to GetOverDivorce.org. Listen to the free audio that is called How to Heal from Heartbreak and you will be well on your way to feeling much better and being much better. Today is a new day. Claim it right now. After this program, go to GetOverDivorce.org. I just don't want to be bothered. Get Over Divorce starts... Now. Says and heartbroken. This is Cole Johnson, and this program is called Get Over Divorce, where we demonstrate life after heartbreak. And unfortunately, part of life, especially divorce and heartbreak life, is dealing with depression. Yeah, that dejection feeling that we all experience when we get turned down for something. It just gets heightened a little more if you go through a relationship with someone for a lengthy period of time and the relationship ends. Well, let me go on a little further about this as I go off the top of the dome. it ends you're dealing with painful emotions painful emotions and it's difficult to navigate out of by yourself many do but it takes them a lengthy amount of time before they truly are healthy and when i mean healthy i mean mentally and emotionally and psychologically even but still it isn't really enough and you might need a little help along the way to get back to yourself or to be stronger than you were before you entered into whatever relationship caused you to be in depression. But breakups, no matter what, are absolutely heart-wrenching and painful. Helpguide.org talks about why breakups are so painful. Start quote, A breakup or divorce can be one of the most stressful and emotional experiences in life. Whatever the reason for the split, and whether you wanted it or not, The breakup of a relationship can turn your whole world upside down and trigger all sorts of painful and unsettling emotions. Even when a relationship is no longer good, a divorce or breakup can be extremely painful because it represents the loss, not just of the partnership, but also of the dreams and commitments you shared. Romantic relationships begin on a high note of excitement and hopes of the future. When a relationship fails, we experience profound disappointment, stress, and grief. 
end quote. And that's what you're experiencing. We have these mountaintop moments where we find our special someone. And then we have our abysmal moments when that special someone decides to walk away from us or when you decide to walk away from said special someone for whatever reason, abuse, irreconcilable differences, growing apart, whatever. It's a painful thing to undergo. And it's to me natural and normal. I'll get to that later in the episode. Healthline.com talks about depression and divorce and the symptoms that you have to look out for. Start quote. Most people associate sadness with depression. Sadness is only one of several symptoms of depression. Other symptoms that are common in both clinical and situational depression include a loss of appetite, a loss of interest in activities you previously enjoyed in hobbies, trouble sleeping or insomnia, irritability, fatigue, crying spells, difficulty concentrating, feelings of hopelessness and pessimism, as well as a lost sense of worthiness, suicidal thoughts, and even attempts. A diagnosis of depression requires that at least five of these symptoms be present. End quote. That is troubling, and I have experienced Many of those. I'll go into detail with one of them, or at least a few of them, in the next segment. PsychCentral.com talks about how we are supposed to deal with depression after divorce, and one of the actionable steps and tips they give in combating it and overcoming it. Start quote. My third tip for how to deal with depression caused by divorce is to start paying attention to the conversation you're having with yourself. If you're like most people, your internal conversation is probably something less than complimentary. A great way to change your internal conversation is to start name-calling. No, I don't mean calling your ex and their attorney names. I mean calling yourself positive, uplifting names. End quote. Before you even deal with the energy of other people, and that was one of the axiomal steps on on that article that you surround yourself with people, which that was a helpful tip in my own life before I even read this article, your self-talk has to be more positive because you can drain life out of situations. If you are negative, you've seen it for yourself. You've seen other people drain the life out of situations because they were negative. You wouldn't want to be around them for a prolonged period of time because well, their poison will seep and leak onto you. And that's not what you want. That's what, that's not what you need. That's not what you desire. And that's not what you deserve. So if you feel that way, then you shouldn't pass that quote savings close quote to others because guaranteed that energy would pass along to them. So before you do decide to take on other energies, talk with yourself, look at the beauty that you have, look at the beauty within Look at what made you who you are and not the negative stuff, the positive stuff. And you keep telling yourself over and over and over again, all of what is positive, all of what makes you beautiful. And you will be on the journey to get beyond depression.
love to say that I haven't suffered from depression. Unfortunately, that is not true. And the reason why I can say that is, well, I'm a divorcee, so (laughs) I had to deal with that. But beyond that, what was really impressionable upon me when I think back at that time was really what I thought about myself and how unsure I was in the world. And let me tell you how unsure I was at that time as you come with me behind the curtain. Deep, deeper and deeper inside you, my love grows. Deep, so deep, you keep the love that flows from me. Perfect. Now let's go back to that Healthline.com article and the symptoms that are common in both clinical and situational depression. A loss of appetite. I, I can honestly tell you, people were the most complimentary to me when I lost, I think it was like, like 50 pounds in about seven or eight months time. But what I didn't realize then and I now realize that not just now, but when I look, when I've always looked back at that, that time, I realized, wow, I was going through it and didn't realize it. And that actually was years beyond the divorce being final. So it was funny how that triggered one of the, the ways that I needed to shake out of it and grow beyond it. A loss of interest in activities you previously enjoyed and hobbies. <laughs> well, one hobby that I liked was you're playing video games. Um, look, I'm a big kid at heart, right? So I would abuse Madden. <laughs> I would abuse playing Madden, especially when I was single and going through divorce. And my alone time basically had a lot of that in mind. Well, one day I just got sick of playing it and stopped it. And I haven't touched a control or console or a, a video, uh, video game apparatus ever since. And then it's been years now. And it's funny, I don't miss it, but I didn't realize it was depression that sort of kicked off why I don't play it any longer. Trouble sleeping or insomnia. Whew. I would bore you all to tears with the many countless nights that I had <laughs> post-divorce. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. And it, and it started before I got divorced. Uh, I, I mean, I would go to sleep at a reasonable hour, but I would wake up like at middle of the night and be wide awake. And it would be that case for many months. Like I would go to bed at around 11, but I'd wake up at four 30 and I was accustomed to sleeping seven, eight, nine hours, not before enduring and after the divorce is final. No, <laughs> five hours. If I was lucky and sometimes even less irritability, do I even really need to go further? And I've already told you a story as to when I was irritable at work. And I have more irritability stories that I can tell at another time. Fatigue. Now, I didn't really suffer as much from fatigue, but I did at times suffer from it. Crying spells. Uh, I don't think I really had too many crying spells. 
I, I, I would have to struggle to think how many times I actually cried in between the time I was divorced and the time I knew I was healthy enough to advance on in life. Difficulty concentrating. Now this, I did suffer from a lot. I tried going back to school and I just simply couldn't focus and it was hard. And even in certain jobs I did, it was just difficult. And in one of the jobs I had, I learned that I had to, in sports, you have this thing called timeouts. So I had to do my own timeout, sit and take a breath, take a breather, regroup, and then get back in the game. And that seemed to do me just fine. But it took a minute for me to realize, well, okay, wait, hold, hold, calm this down. Let's, let's think of another way to deal with whatever is ailing and troubling you. Feelings of hopelessness and pessimism, as well as a lost sense of worthiness. <laughs> if you haven't gone through this step, you haven't been either divorced or broken up. Because I'm sorry, every person I believe who has had a relationship that has ended sour feels this way and has had these emotions which have kicked us all in the behind. Uh, I mean, like I said, what my ex-wife told me certain things that I didn't believe, but I had to reassess. (laughs) I felt worthless. I felt hopeless. And I most assuredly had pessimism in the world. I mean, when my friends would be married and my friends would get married, it wasn't that I was disappointed in them or, or saddened that, you know, they were going into a relationship that, well, I went in and got out of, but I wanted the happiness that they had. Now I I did my best to not be pessimistic in front of them, but the, the, the feelings and emotions were there. And man, I had to shrug them off mightily. Suicidal thoughts and even attempts. I'm sorry. So in the time I I was with my cousins and uncle, uh, one of my cousins found a car. Now, mind you, I was living in Texas. So there's this small town called Brenham, which is about 70 miles northwest of Houston. And that's where my cousins and uncle were staying. And I, well, to take my mind off things, I decided to help them out a little bit. One of these helped them out a little bit moments happened to be when my cousins found this car that was in the Metroplex. Now, for those of you who don't really understand geography with Texas, Brenham is about four, maybe four and a half hours away from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And the car that he found was on the north end of Dallas. So... (laughs) Yeah, and Dallas, considering that this is the the fourth biggest metropolitan area in the country, you had a lot of dealings of traffic to wade through. (laughs) So, of course, my cousin saw the car. He needed to get to it. And, of course, we left the house at about one (laughs) o'clock. All right, so, of course, if you leave the house at 1, you deal with rush hour traffic in a big metropolitan area like Dallas-Fort Worth. Today was no exception. So, driving up there was fine. You know, I had some music, and I had the conversation I had with my my cousin to take my mind off things, and 
he was of the age where I could, you know, talk with him, not necessarily talk all of my business with him, but I can get some emotion off of me and I can bounce ideas off of him. So I drove him to his car. And of course, he drove in his car back and I drove in my own car back. The drive back, of course, was almost in the middle of the, not in the middle of the night, but it was almost at night. Now, driving out of Dallas, it was fine. Getting to Waco, which is about two hours away, then nightfall started to happen. And I had a lot of harrowing thoughts behind the wheel. And on top of it, when we got to Waco, you turned off the interstate. So here we are on side roads, driving back <laughs> to Bretham. Not on an interstate, and I'm not really having the most sound of thought. There was times I did say, man, what if I careened this car at the side of the road? I know nobody would miss me. And then following two hours, I had to battle that all the way to the house. It was, quite frankly, not one of the most sane or prescient or... (laughs) proud moments in my life but it was a moment I had and it was about right at the time the divorce was final I think it was the day after if I'm not mistaken but I had depression it was more situational than clinical but I had depression nonetheless I didn't want to admit it but I did but what I also learned about myself was that when I recognized all of these signs I was able to to get past it, get beyond it, and not have it enslave me. And that is worth more than any type of money amount that you could ever give me. Because my sanity was no longer tied to my former marriage. This is Get Over Divorce, where we demonstrate life after heartbreak. Cole Johnson here, and we talked about why heartbreak is really difficult and how divorce is difficult in depressing times. And off the top, I talked about the many instances where I actually did have depression myself in behind the curtain. But what does God have to say about this? Well, welcome to the Spiritual Connection. It's not easy. This is not a wonderful road to to travel down. And I can't tell you that in a snap of a finger, you'll get past this. No, this whole divorce slash heartbreak get back is a journey. This whole process is a journey. It is one that you're strong enough to get beyond. But you have to tell yourself that you're willing to make that change to get up. And to walk out the healing that you are wanting to have. And the healing that you're going to have. You're strong enough to do it. Now is your turn and your time to take the bull by the horns and start doing it. Join me in a moment of prayer. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for health. I thank you for your health. I thank you for the ability for health. And I also thank you for having us diagnose what depression really is, because there's a lot of things, self-doubt talk, pessimism, and it really all boils down to fear, fear of being alone, fear of living life, fear of being found out that you might not be the, the, the person that you think you are. But Lord, your word says that you did not give us the spirit of fear, but you gave us the spirit of power, love and a sound mind. And that sound mind portion, depression takes us out of sound mind abilities. Let the listener who hears this now understand that you're not about an unsound mind. You're about having a sound mind. And so impart that strength of mind within them so they can have that self-talk that is positive, uplifting and motivational for them to do the work that you have for them. Thank you, Lord, for this being done. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. Amen. Dealing with depression is never easy. Dealing with depression and it's tied to a divorce or a heartbreak. It's even more difficult because you have self-esteem issues and you even have identity issues tied to it. Because, well, let's be completely forthright. When we see these relationships, we look at them and we see the people that are in them and the identity that is tied to the other person. That's a real thing. It's a real thing. And it's hard to it's hard to grasp once you're away from it. But this is actually a sign that you are meant to build up yourself, gird up your own self to know your true identity, which is tied to God. All about lifechallenges.org talks about how one person coped with divorce and depression and many other things. Star quote. After my aunt and sister also died, grief encompassed me. I was grieving for them and my husband. After seeking professional help, I was diagnosed with severe clinical depression or SCD, mostly due to a chemical imbalance. Through ministry and caregiving, I'd run myself down. Even through SCD, I had joy from God's presence. Medication and healing of body and spirit stabilized me. Through it all, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. End quote. That's the thing that th I think you have to understand. Busying yourself can run you down. And if you recognize that, you can turn that around really quick and you can be strong for yourself as well as those who are around you. But don't be afraid to diagnose that you are suffering from depression, whether clinical or situational. JenGrice.com talks about how you survive divorce through depression. Start quote. Divorce depression is part of most every healthy divorcee's healing process. So do not worry if this is something that you're experiencing too. Even godly people experience depression. Most divorced people that go through it learn how to come out on the other side. They learn that in order to move forward towards healing, they must accept this season of depression, work through it, and maybe even grow from it. End quote. Now, I will later do a series on the five stages of grief 
and depression is one of them. But I wanted to talk about this particular subject matter like this because it is something that plagues people even if you're not going through the steps of grief. And on its own, it could be a monster to so many different people. Christiansanddivorce.com talks about the journey through divorce, grief, anger, depression, and loneliness. Start quote. The emotional stress of separation and divorce is certainly great. In the first few months, I felt numb and emotionally totally drained. I experienced waves of emotion, intense grief, like a part of me had died. The thought of losing my wife for 27 years was like she also died. I felt remorse of all the things I could have done to have loved her more. I felt anger. Why would she leave me after all we'd done and shared together? I thought our marriage was a good marriage. I felt alone in a world where it seemed everyone else had a partner. I felt depressed, disinterested in everything normal, work, eating, socializing. End quote. Now, in that passage, can you recognize yourself in it? Now, I recognize myself in all of that. Not now. But going through the process, I experience all of those emotions. And I'm sure you are too. But I am living proof. You can get past it, get over this, and be better than before. And you can actually be on this side telling the stories of when you were depressed. And I did say were. Because you no longer will be. Because I'm no longer depressed myself. The Gospel according to Matthew 11:28 says this. Star scripture. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. In scripture. One of the things that I think people rarely ever talk about is when you're depressed, you try to fill your life up with something and you do so to a dangerous level. My economics teacher in high school would say busy work. So you try to fill your life up with busy work. And while you feel your life of a busy work, you realize that you are not going about the life of living. My father put it this way. So many people are so busy trying to make a living instead of being about the business of making a life. This is the process where you get taught that you're supposed to make a life. Because if you aren't, you're making a living. And making a living benefits nobody. And that includes the man or woman in the mirror you're meant to build a life make one and impart that upon others this hurts it's painful take my hand though we'll get through this and be even better for it together Depression is gripping you like someone hugging you so tight that you simply can't break free. Or if your days are as dark in the morning as they are at night. Well, I have a free audio ebook for you. 
It is titled How to Heal from Heartbreak. All you have to do is just go to getoverdivorce.org, go through the minutes of the audio, and it will free you up. It will till that stony ground of your heart. It will get into why you can't get past this. And it will tell you, you most certainly can. Today is a new day. Claim it right now. How to Heal for Heartbreak is available right now for free at getoverdivorce.org. And that's all the time I have. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I'm Cole Johnson reminding you why be buried under the oppressive boot of life when you're destined to get over divorce. For more on Get Over Divorce, go to Pippa, spelled P-I-P-P-A dot I-O, and all podcast directories. Music by C-X-D-Y.